0: Our scripture reading this morning is from James chapter 1, verse 1 through 18, and our message today is entitled, Sanctification, Our Joyful Endeavor, Our Joyful Endeavor. This is the Lord's Word. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes in the dispersion, greetings. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation, And the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, May the Lord bless us in the reading of his holy word. When we hear the word sanctification, when we hear the whole concept that as Christians we are to grow, many of us would like nothing more than simply to grow without suffering, to simply to grow without testing. Many of us wish that when we became a Christian, a sort of complete whole change in us had arrived. Not only did we know that we belong to Christ, but we wish that our whole heart and will had changed completely. That we would only want to worship Jesus all of the time. That we would only wish to do good all of the time. And in many ways, in the beginning stages in our relationship with Christ, we feel that close to the Lord. It's unlike a new friendship or perhaps when you get married, that in the beginning, everything seems to work out right. You have everything in common. You finish each other's sentences. You like the same foods and you feel like this is what friendship should be. This is what marriage should be. This is what my relationship to the Lord, should look like as well. But reality sets in 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 all those aspects. We realize we're very different people. We realize we're actually very selfish people. And if we did the calculus and sort of looked back into when we first met that special someone, when we first had that, that freshman year and met these wonderful friends, when we first found that sort of church that we thought was the perfect church, when we go look back at that, we can go back and say, there was actually a lot of wrong motives that went into that. There was actually a lot of things that I did not know was going on in the midst of those relationships. And you could spend your time Going back and rewriting the history, rewrite the narrative to feel as if nothing actually went right. And what is left in, in, in people, whether you are someone who knows Christ or not, is you feel helpless. How can I ever have a good relationship with anyone? And even as a Christian, you start to feel, how can I grow in Jesus when everything I do is tainted with sin and tainted with bad motives? I know that I only do things for the Lord many times in order for myself to feel good. I know I do many things for the Lord many times in order that I could feel and show people that I'm living a Christian life. And so the process of growing in the Lord, the process of sanctification, does not become one of joy, but becomes one of dread, of work. It's much like many of you who are night owls, having to get up every morning at 5 o'clock, it's not, it's not fun. Or those of you who are morning people having to have a meeting at 9
1: o'clock p.m. It's not fun. But you bear with it. But your heart is not there. I dare say that
0: one of the detriments to the church is when the world sees the process of growing in Christ the process of our faith the process of us knowing God
1: when we see it as laborious difficult joyless the world looks and says why
0: should i be a christian You're more miserable than I am. Why should I be a believer? I have enough on my plate to feel
1: guilty about. Now I need spiritual guilt as well? And it's a detriment to our witness, but even more so, it's a detriment to our own Christian sanity in life with Jesus. Jesus. So it's incumbent upon
0: us to to understand and learn what it means to have joy in Jesus and have joy in the process of growing in him. First point here that James offers to us, you will face trials and you will face trials of various kinds. This word various means exactly what you think. There will be all types of trials that will come into your life. There will be psychological battles that you need to fight. There will be physical trials that you will need to battle. All of these under the guise of whether or not you will trust Jesus or not. And these trials will be constant and will continue to be a part of the living that we have for Jesus himself. This is good news. This is good news. Because I don't want you to go into the Christian life thinking that it's going to be smooth sailing. The Bible is very clear that your idea or Jesus' idea of what it means to live in this life is different from the world's idea of living in this life. And that those two ideals actually may clash with one another. And because they clash with one another, there's going to be friction. Because there's going to be friction, there's going to be times where your heart does not know what to do. And this is normal for anyone who's been born again in
1: Christ. And in fact, if you do not feel the pull in your heart to follow Jesus
0: or to follow the world then you have to ask the question do i know jesus or do i know jesus at all last week we we saw in scripture that to have this battle of wanting to follow jesus but knowing the pull of the world that that's actually a sign that you've been reborn to know that you belong to jesus is to enter into that battle Belonging to Jesus does not mean that I know Jesus and there's no battle at all. In fact, I would, in fact, if that's your Christian life, that you say,
1: I know Jesus, there's no battle at all, you need to go back and ask yourself if you really know the Jesus of Scripture. Because trials and tribulations are part of the Christian life. And this is why we need to fellowship with our Lord and fellowship with one another. We need each other to fight this battle for our hearts for the Lord.
0: So I enjoy it when, you know, whenever I meet up with you guys or whenever I see you guys talking with one another, and you're talking about life. Not every once in a while in the beginning you just talk about sports. You talk about food and food and more food. But then things get real. Start talking about family. You start talking about your future and being anxious about your job. And you talk about your anxiety. You talk about perhaps your need to I need to Talk with someone. And then when I see you guys interact with each other and tell one another once again, God's sovereign. God is good. God knows what he's doing. Trust in him. Remember who he is. Remember the promises of scripture that he will never leave you. Remember the promise of Scripture that he who began a good work in you will complete it. Remember the promises of Scripture
1: that I see your heart starting to soften up. And as you speak the gospel to one another, relationships are born, relationships
0: are deepened, and Christ is made manifest in your love for one another. Trials and tribulations to follow the Lord is a part of the Christian life. The second thing that James says here in verse 2 is this, count it all joy. Count it all joy. That word, count it all joy, in the Greek, it's more like reckoning all joy is, is the way other translations say it. But that word is used in, in Greek context in terms of if you had a ledger, you would make a list. I'm going to count it all joy. I'm going to put, make a list of every reason why going through this trial and tribulation is actually a joyful thing. Think about that. I'm going to say, okay, here are the positives. Here are the negatives. And here are the things that Scripture tells me about these tribulations. Here's the things that the world tells me about the tribulations. And I'm going to tabulate it and come up with with an answer. So in other words, when you go through tribulation, it's not easy. It's not fun. But God wants you to step back and not to let your emotions overtake you. But use the mind, because God has renewed your mind. The truth of Scripture, the truth of what God has done, is where we need to stand on. It's what we learned last week. It comes from thinking the right thoughts, of understanding the things that are true. That enable us to walk faithfully in Him, and this word, like sorry, I'm not going to say the Greek. This word to count it or to reckon it, it's the same thing to count it. And so, there are going to be times where you go through—not times. There will be many times where you're going to go through difficult times. You cannot just let
1: those difficulties overtake you. You need to step back and count why all these things are good. Let me help you right now.
0: One, going through this trial and knowing that I want to follow Jesus, but my flesh says I want to follow this world, knowing that there's a huge part of me by the Spirit that wants me to follow Him, that means I belong to Him. Check. To know that the prophets who went before me went through trials and suffering and persecution and through it all was able to proclaim the name of the Lord. And because people recognized Jesus in them, they knew they belonged to the Lord. In the same way, as I suffer, and as people look down on me because of my faith, I know I belong to
1: Jesus. Check. Because I know that I struggle today, but that my
0: sanctification is not totally about me. It's about God working in me. That the one who began a good work in me will be faithful to
1: complete it. And he will complete it. Check. To know that Jesus himself went through
0: suffering and he did it without sin so that he can know my suffering so that he himself
1: can minister to me and he will minister to me if I draw near to him. Check. To know that one day when the Lord returns,
0: I will gain the goal of my life here
1: and that is to see Christ face to face. Check. And the list goes on. The list goes on. It is why you need to read scripture. It is why
0: you need to know the stories. you, You need to know what who God is and what God is doing and how he works. Because if you stop and
1: reckon and think and count it all as joy, something remarkable happens. You will have joy. You will have joy in knowing that you belong to Christ. and you will be able to face that trial and tribulation in a
0: way that you can say yes to God and no to your
1: immediate instincts to do what your flesh wants to do. But you need to stop. You need to use your mind. You need to think.
0: You need to make a list of all the good
1: things that God has done and is doing for you. And that's not even going through the verses here.
0: Because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, steadfastness, at least in its full effect. Yet it will, will, in its full effect, make you perfect and complete. You will lack nothing
1: in your life because Christ will be all that you need. So firstly, you will face trials and tribulations.
0: Second, count it all as joy.
1: And then third, As you grow in Jesus, ask God for wisdom for the right thing to do. Don't overthink it.
0: Don't go through every single possibility of of cause and effect. With the information that God has given you today, with the measure of faith that God has given you today, not with what he will give you perhaps a year from now or two years from now, just
1: today. With the measure that you have today, follow him. Do you not, we, you need, to, we need to trust God that he has given us enough to make the right choice for today. And so we do so knowing that in God's sovereignty he will make everything work out. Let me do all this with joy in knowing that we are growing in him. Lastly, as you can see from this message Joy is not about simply turning on music and trying to change your feelings. Okay, now I love 80s music because I'm a child of the 80s.
0: And You all know that 80s music is the best music that's ever been made. Every once in a while, I'll go back and I'll listen to some 80s music and it just, it makes me feel different but and then there's there's classical music that i listen to that does that as well it takes me to a different place but i realized something it's listening to music is not simply listening to music that you like but the reason why I, that people listen to old music
1: is because they're searching for an idealized memory of a past that was simpler. And your emotions follow from that. We're not looking to do that. You see, joy comes from
0: knowing what is right and wrong, joy comes from enjoying the truths of the gospel.
1: We, as God's people, need to use our minds to count what God has done for us. And in response, we ask the Lord, Give me joy.
0: I love this analogy by C.S. Lewis about what it means to, to have joy, or what I would say, what it means to grow in having joy. He says, Joy in Jesus is like wearing an old shoe. It's like wearing an old shoe. It's not like getting those new Nike sneakers where that excitement only lasts for a while. But to have those nice, comfortable shoes that's dependable, tried and true, that will never fail through any, any weather
1: That you can count on and rely upon that will never fail. You wear those shoes, you look at them,
0: and you don't throw a party, but there's that deep, deep
1: joy in knowing these shoes have been through thick and thin with me for many years. Dependable, joyful. May our Lord bring you joy. May your joy be deep seated. May it be a quiet, calm, like still waters sort of joy. May your list
0: of things, of why you should rejoice in your trials,
1: be never, ever ending. And may we as CCPC, may we show that joy to one another, that the world may see that God
0: has come. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we confess that we are a people who are, in many ways, we're emotion junkies, Lord God. We like to feel high, we like to feel low. We don't like not feeling in many ways. And so we'll do things, Lord, to, to ramp that up, Lord, whether that's through games, whether that's through food, whether that's through drink, whatever it may be, Lord God, but we, we want to feel happy or, or whatever it may be. But Father, we know that these are all temporary. Lord God. But Lord, forgive us when we associate those types of fixes with the same type of joy that you offer to us in our trials and tribulations. Instead, Lord God, help us to face those trials and tribulations head on, joyfully, knowing, Lord, that we are gaining the the goal of our salvation, and that is to know you and to be known by you. And so, Lord, whatever it is that
1: is in our life that is sort of dragging us down, let us come to you with them and preach the gospel to ourselves. Our pasts do not
0: define us. Our past mistakes and sins do
1: not define us. Only your grace and your love does Help us, Lord God, that we may live a life full of unspeakable joy in you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.